Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer out of the home office today for the first time in months. Uh, and uh, we are going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, where we are joined by our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk today. He is uh, one half of Real Kipper in uh, Bourne. He's got a book out uh, a while ago called Undrafted. We welcome back to Oilers Now uh, from Sportsnet Radio out of uh, Toronto, longtime uh, television analyst and former NHL player Nick Kiprios. Nick, how you doing? I'm good, Sam. How are you, buddy? Uh, catch your breath yet? Uh, I, uh, today was the first day I did domestic duties in like seven months. So uh, it, it was a hell, Nick. It was a hell of a run, and it's a privilege sure. to do. And you know, 14 seasons, and this is the best year that the team had in those 14 years. And so it was. It was. A, yeah. You know what? It was a kicker, man. It was awesome to be a part of, and I felt for our guys. You know, because I know what they put into it, but. We got you on to maybe give your assessment of what you saw and what you think maybe this means to the Oilers group, you know, led by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle and Darnell Nurse. Well, if anything, it just gives everybody a shot in the arm uh, going into training camp uh, in, in the fall. You know, Stop, I was, uh, I was part of a, a group of guys that uh, went to a conference final with the Washington Capitals, and it was the first time that the Capitals uh, and David Poyle had already been there for many years have got, had gotten that far. And it's wonderful to, to look around the league and see all but four teams uh, still playing. Um, but like the Oilers, we got swept by the Boston Bruins that year in 89-90. Uh, yep. And and just in a, in a blink of an eye, you know, you're on the outside looking in. So it's one thing to look and say we were that close, and there's another side to say, well, how close are we and what kind of work do we need to put in to get over the hump? Um, but at least, um, you know, the energy now moving forward is one of, uh, uh, you know, being optimistic and, and awfully positive about the steps that have been taken. I guess the, the thing I'd sort of counter with a very different team, obviously. By the way, did you guys not have a coaching change during that? I'm trying to think. Did the Murray brothers not switch yes. up? Yeah, yeah, we did. That was the year. It was Terry Murray's first run. We had uh, uh, someone step up like John Drews for the first time, uh, you know, uh, uh, take off. I think he had 14 goals. In, 17 games or maybe it was 17 goals and 14 games but it was it was off the charts but uh um, i I know certainly it's a different team different dynamics different star qualities yeah Um, but regardless it's not a great feeling when you get so close uh, to be swept that's for sure yeah, great point by you. You, of course, were part of that Rangers championship team in 93-94. Uh, there's been consternation, and you're not one of the guys that, that puts this sort of stuff out out of Toronto. Uh, you know, you've got the connection to Kevin Lowe and guys like that in the Oilers organization. Uh, but the Leafs, I felt empathy for them. They could have beaten Boston in either of those two series if Nazem Kadri stays in the series. 
but there have been people that have suggested, oh, Connor's going to leave, oh, Leon's, you know, and, and you go three rounds, and those are the guys that want to dig in even more to try to improve the team. What do you think Edmonton needs to take that next step to, to get into the Stanley Cup final? Well, the problem is, is you know, you're up against the salary cap, and where does that leave room for improvement for depth? Because at the end of the day, we're going to look at either the Leafs or or the Oilers or anyone else who's not in a Stanley Cup final, and say, where is the room to improve, and how much money do you have to improve with it? And uh, it's going to be a challenge for Ken Holland uh, moving forward. We know that. Uh, he basically got uh, Evander Kane for free, mind you. It didn't appear like many teams were willing to take that chance. He did, and he was rewarded for it. But he will not be rewarded for it next season at two million dollars as a right. as a cap. It'll be um, at least double on that if if, he, if, it, if it's a short term situation. I guess he's going to have to read the market on it and understand what kind of uh, appetite there is out there. That's what's going to determine how much he may have to pay Evander Kane to stay is what the appetite is around the league. I'm just not sure uh, it's going to be awfully strong to get what he would probably hope. (laughs) If you put yourself in Evander Kane's shoes, he's going to want to hit a home run here and get uh, tournament money. I just don't know stop if if there's a team out there that's willing to do that uh, off of this sample size. If I'm a team now and I want to maybe think about Evander Kane, maybe I wait a year and see if if, if he's on a short-term deal, if he can put together back-to-back good seasons, if he's on his best behavior. Do I need a bigger sample size to give him a four- or five-year deal? I don't know where the appetite is going to be for Evander Kane. And if there's a window there where Vander says, I want, to, I, I want a long-term deal, and if I have to show everybody for one more year, I'll do it in Edmonton. But what is that number going to be? Is it going to be three, four, five million dollars $5 if he does sign a short-term deal? And where's, where's Ken Holland on that? That's, that, to me, is, is where Vander Kane's scenario is. A lot of soul-searching on, on both sides. Vander Kane's, and, and, and the potential team that wants to sign them. Wow, Nick, we just had Kevin Weeks on, and he was talking in the sevens and the eight million. You obviously don't think, you still think there's a lot of buyer beware out there on Kane. I got to tell you, I was, it was hard not to be impressed by what he brought and the dimension that he brought. You know, the Oilers lack a little bit yeah. of gamesmanship. They got a younger team, you know, players today. They, they, I mean, the stuff that happened. You know, try growing up playing against Todd Ewan, John Cordick, and Martin Orty. Like, you're going to get the crap kicked out of you if you look the wrong way at those guys. And every kid that was a 65 or 66 or 67 in Edmonton knows what I'm talking about. Like, they were dominant guys. And so, you know, like, it's just a different time, and Kane's got a different dimension. So I find that uh, really uh, interesting. Did you? I know you got a personal connection to Darnell Nurse. Maybe you can explain to the listeners... How hard is it to play with a torn hip flexor? Yeah, listen, uh, you can see it. You can see it, at least for for us that maybe know the game a little bit better or been around that world. You can see that he was playing at 50, 60%. And uh, 
still giving it all he had. You know, whether or not they were able to numb the pain or not, I have no knowledge of that. But uh, for that guy to be out there and, and trying to give it his all and, and still be in a position where, you know, you, you help your team get to a conference final, I mean, speaks volumes about his character, you know, but uh, certainly under better circumstances, I'm sure he would have loved to have been healthier and maybe, uh, you know, find different ways to help the team. But uh, he left it out on the ice, and that's all you want out of any of your players' stuff. Final one for you, because I know you got to run. Uh, thanks for taking time to join us today, Nick. Yeah. Z- Zach Hyman, he signed, you know, the seven-year deal here at five and a half. He turned 30 today. 38 goals in the regular seasonal playoffs, 11 goals in the playoffs for the Oilers, a point per game. The guy played in every situation. The energy he brought to the team. And you and you knew it from, uh, you know, the time he played in Toronto, but he was a great fit here, wasn't he? There's a lot of people sour in Toronto over losing him. And uh, he's exactly what the Leafs needed uh, to get over uh, the Tampa Bay hump. And, uh, you know, good on the Oilers. They got a good one in him. A lot of people felt five and a half was too much for him. Uh, in the past, he's only been able to muster a goal every playoffs run that the Leafs have. And then he goes into the oil and, and lights it up. Uh, and uh, it's well-deserved. He's a great kid. He's a hard worker. He's a true pro. And uh, Oilers fans should be awfully happy that uh, he's in their colors, not the blue and white. Nick, awesome stuff. Appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Hey, time off. Have a good one. There you go. That is Nick Kiprios joining us. It is 144 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, uh, along with Chris Gardner, right now on Oilers Now. Do want to tell you that uh, Nick is our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. The vehicle pipeline is moving. Our friends at Brent Ridge Ford finally have a few units in stock. They've got more on the way. You can check out what Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin has with Uncle Milt. Johnny and Rich to see if they've got the right vehicle for you. If not, they can order one to the exact specifications that you want. But hurry, because the order bank is getting full. If you want to be treated fairly when you buy a vehicle and get outstanding service, call the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 1-877-4774. That's 1-877-477-3673. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. At 145 in Edmonton, when we come back for Scott Arthur Millwork, we'll have the Oilers now prospect report, and I'll have a player that maybe makes sense for Edmonton late in the first round, and we'll also get to list day in Oilers history as well as some of your texts. You're listening to Oilers Now. We go to our Oilers Now prospect report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. This guy has been one of the biggest risers all season long. Just to put things in perspective, in 2021, uh, he played for Spruce Grove in the AHL. He's a Spruce Grove kid. Then he went to the Seattle Thunderbirds, played 18 regular season games, and had two points. Well, this season with Seattle, who was in the WHL final, the two teams fly have flown back to Edmonton from um, 
they bust across the border and uh, flew from Abbotsford. But anyhow, uh, Seattle and Edmonton game five goes Saturday night. Tickets at oilkings.ca. Edmonton with a chance to close out the, uh, the Western Hockey League final and represent the WHL in the Memorial Cup. But this player, Reed Schaefer, we've talked about him a lot. He's six foot three, 215 pound left wing. He plays with real bite. 32 goals in the regular season, 88 penalty minutes in 66 games. There are not a lot of players like that anymore in Major Junior Hockey. In the playoffs, he's got six goals and 20 points in 23 games. Just in terms of some of the rankings that are out there on right now, Craig Button has Schaefer, last time I saw, uh, on the Craig's list, he's ranked 21st by Craig Button. McKean's Hockey has him at 64. McKenzie has him at 79. Uh, Central Scouting has him ranked 31st amongst North American skaters. Again, a different dimension. He is a late birth date, so that might... Uh, well, might scare off a couple teams, but the penalty minute totals with the power hot game, uh, I think he's going to end up being a guy that ends up going somewhere between 12 to 20. Uh, Edmonton, by the way, is going to be picking what 29th or 30th overall in the NHL draft. Again, that is our prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork at 152 in Edmonton. We're going to go to listing in Oilers history. A reminder: this October, you can travel on a WestJet charter flight to Cabot Links in Nova Scotia for five days of golf at the number ten ranked golf course in the world. Uh, and. That is at Cabot Links. Details at newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to the state. 2004, legendary Oilers defenseman Paul Coffey. We saw a fair amount of Paul in the back half of the season. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame alongside Ray Bork, Larry Murphy, and Cliff Fletcher. Coffey had 669 points as an Oilers D between 1980 and 1987, nearly doubling Kevin Lowe's 384-point totals. He won three Stanley Cups with Edmonton before he was uh, sent to Pittsburgh in an in-season trade during 1987-88 in which Craig Simpson was the primary player that came back. Simpson, of course, played uh, on a very good line with Mark Messi and Glenn Anderson. That line, we just had Nick Kiprios talking about how they lost to Boston in 1990. That line eviscerated the Bruins in Game 4 and Game 5 in that series. Uh, and the Oilers ended up outscoring Boston 20-8. And Craig Simpson and Glenn Anderson and Mark Messi were involved in two awesome goals in Edmonton's victory in the Garden when they had the Garden Party back in 1990 for Edmonton's fifth and final Stanley Cup. All right, Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports coming up for you tonight. Uh, Reed's uh, One of Reed's guests will be Trent Brown, who, of course, is with James H. Brown. So there you go. Uh, the rest of Reed's show is currently fluid. Tomorrow on Oilers Now, Elliot Friedman uh, from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Mid-City Construction Management. For the horses and horse race in Alberta, Sportsnet Spec Mark Spector. And we talked about the WHL Championship Series Game 5, 6 p.m. on Saturday. A chance for the Edmonton Oil Kings to win the WHL title. They're up three games to one. They got a goal in under five seconds left in last night's game. Logan DeHaniak, a long-range bomber from the point. Oil Kings GM Kurt Hill maybe can give us a bit of an update as well on Dylan Gunther, uh, who did not play in Game 4 of that series. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons from 3 to 6 with Jayla and I. Back at you tomorrow at noon on Orders Now. So long, everybody.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.